This episode is in collaboration with Parsec Sabres. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy. He's decked out in a Soka t-shirt today. It's Luke Bly, Master Bly. How are you doing, big boy? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yes, I am, mate. I am. I'm dripped out in the Ahsoka Proper t-shirt source. that was given to me for free on the DLR on the way oh, home from Star Wars boy. Celebration. Do you remember that? I was yeah, like, all I got this- was a cold. <laughs> That's all I was given. <laughs> we all got the Concrud. We all got, yeah, we all got the Concrud, really mate. Put me down, yeah. Cool oh, t-shirt, though, at- I dig it. Yeah, no, uh, thanks, mate. Yeah, I, I dig think- it. Heroes, heroes and villains T-shirt, and this woman nice. was like, "Look, I've got like ten of these. Do you want?" I, and she's literally just giving them out in, on the DLR, right? The train back. I'm like, mate, Man. what is what is going on? So yeah, this is this is my this is my Soka T-shirt. Listen, we're back at the Excel Center for MCM Comic Con, aren't we? In like a few weeks, I think we're there on the tw- Saturday the 28th and Sunday the 29th of October. So That's if you want right. to come see us. We're probably going to be going to the pub afterwards, as always, on the Saturday anyway. And it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. It's always a good time. He says probably going to the pub. We're probably <laughs> going to the pub. Come. Pull the other one. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. Uh, well, it all depends if your brother's going to be there, mate, causing all sorts of trouble. Mr. Sean yeah. Hudson. Mate, he did guy. say he'd pay for everyone's he- drinks first two or three rounds. So, uh yeah, it's out there in the open now. Uh, disclaimer, he may not have said that. Please don't ask him to buy drinks because he'll get me, he'll, he'll nah, give do me it. in the ear. But yeah, MCM Comic Con, mate, always a good laugh. We've been going now for last uh, for the last few years and obviously pre-COVID as well. Yeah, always good years. fun. It's about four years now. It's been a fourth one. And it's always great to meet new people, but also connect with uh, some of the OG who we don't often get to see during the year because of work life or just mm. uh, commitments. So it's always great just meeting up, chatting some rubbish having a few mm-hmm. beers, having some overpriced XL food uh, and just uh, soaking in the atmosphere. So, and this year we've, we've opted not to do any kind of panels or live shows. We're just going to go and enjoy the event for what it is, but we will have our microphone. So if you're going to star Wars cosplay, beware because we probably will accost you with the mics. So mm-hmm. just putting it out there now. Right, mate, just a quick one before we crack on. Uh, right. I had a bit of an epiphany in the shower earlier today always yeah, the best place story. to have it or on yes, the you that, that true yeah that that that, that is true <laughs> um listen matt matto yeah add an o to the end of your name yeah matto <laughs> i know yeah. where this is going turn the m upside down <laughs> i knew it's where it was going what'd you get what? 
What Yes, what In There you go. I can't believe we've never deciphered um, that. What are you not telling us, mate? Luke. Kind of curve that E a little bit more, and it says Luca. Stick yeah. an S on it, and you get Lucas. What does that give us? Oh, mate. Oh, oh this yeah, is for Jamie you know. Richards. Oh, yeah. Um, let me get a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Sessions Impressions. His, None of them are from me, his, by the way. What's his wife's name? What's his uh, wife's Mrs. Name? Richards. Melissa. No, not Jamie. Teresa. I'm sure she'd love us a show now on the show. <laughs> George Lucas, isn't it? Um, oh, whoops. I thought it meant Jamie's. <laughs> No, George Lucas's wife. Her I'm name? Sure. No, no. It's um. You got married. Melody. 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 Yeah, oh, Melody told me I gotta be on the diet cooks now. <laughs> she's like, she's like a huge like businesswoman. She's on she's like the board deal. for places like Starbucks and like she's yeah, yeah. like a massive deal. She's a big so deal. George is punching. Proper proper power couple, mate. Listen, I uh, can't wait to dig deeper into ahsoka this week mate um i've got thoughts mm. i've got thoughts letting it letting it you know sit and and you know uh, yeah what's the what's the name mature in in my tummy <laughs> and in my head <laughs> i've got thoughts mate you ain't all gonna like all of them but that's what oh. we're here for on the sessions it is going to be a fantastic discussion about a show which i think most of us seem to pretty much enjoy but we'll get to that in a minute because yeah, all yeah. i can hear in the background are the chimes of big Ben Kenobi. What does it mean, my friend? Tell us all. Uh, it must mean it's Galactic News Round. Speaking with KCRW regarding the original Rogue One cut, Gareth Edwards stated it was a what goes into Fight Club stays in Fight Club kind of thing. It's like that. I just want to sound grateful for what happened and not talk negatively about anything. High Republic book characters including Loden Greatstorm and Bela Zetifar will make their animated debuts in upcoming episodes of Young Jedi Adventures. Knights of the Old Republic's lead designer James Olin has said he would not return for a third instalment of the series, saying he's all Star wars out, and that Disney execs probably see the series as too hardcore. And Emmy-nominated costume designer Shauna Terpsik, whose work included The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka, has sadly passed away at the age of 56. Hi, this is Kenny Lee. This is Roger Christian. This is Misty Roses. This is Vanessa Marshall. This is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Num in the Star Wars movies. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. It hasn't been Tarno time for about a week now, my man, and kind of missing it a little bit waking up on wednesday morning for those who listen to the recaps you know we've got our tea or coffee or water for those who are more inclined bit of toast bit of crumpets a bit of cereal and we watched star wars ahsoka uh, every morning and then we get on and recap about it and they were our initial thoughts and they are some of the most fun we have on the sessions where we just get on 
and unpack our thoughts on each other and all of you guys as well. But now the series has been out for a week now, a week or so. It's done with we're living in an Ahsoka world and we've had a chance to sit on our thoughts, to hear your thoughts, to rewatch certain episodes, to really kind of just marinate all of it the good mm. the bad mm. and the ugly and that is what we're here to talk about tonight we are here to to unpack to decode ahsoka season one to talk about the highs of which there are many in our favorite episode the lows of which there are enough and the episodes maybe didn't hit for us and how the future looks for star wars post ahsoka so lukey boy um, we did our recap, so for those who listened, you'll know kind of a distillation of what we thought about the show. But top level now, you've had a little time to sit in it. What are your thoughts on the season as a whole? May I, th- I think Ahsoka's a great addition to Star Wars. It's a really, really great addition to Star Wars. Uh, it's a fantastic continuation of Star Wars Rebels. Mm. And maybe it should have been named something like that. I'll, I'll start... <laughs> I'll start yeah, yeah, with that, uh, right? No, but all, all, all in all, mate, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, my time with Ahsoka. You know, those Wednesday mornings for us here in the mm. UK, waking up, watching Ahsoka. You know, we weren't brave enough. If you listen to the recaps, you know we weren't brave enough to, like, do the 2 a.m. thing. Sorry, Matt wow. and I like our sleep too much. But yes. Makes it sound like we're we're sleeping in the same household when I say that, doesn't it? Like, we're... But, <laughs> Maybe I'm we on the are. Couch. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we are. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I, I think I stand by my my initial reaction, and this is still very fresh, right? We're only you know a week out from the finale, part eight of Ahsoka. I stand by my reaction, where I, I, I kind of feel like this has been still the most consistent Star Wars show with a wee wobble a wee drop-off at the end. For me, Mm. it didn't quite land. However, what this show has given to us Star Wars fans in terms of mythology, in terms of lore, and really just reconnecting us to, you know, uh, these now historical, which is a weird thing to say, historical Star Wars characters, whether whether it's like Hera from Rebels, right? Or new characters like Balin and Shin. It's been real fun, mate. It's been real fun. It's not without its imperfections, like with anything, mate, like with anything. And <laughs> I am sure in a year's time, we're going to do an episode, as we always do, which is tradition on the show. We'll do a year since Ahsoka. I'm sure yep. our feelings might change a little bit. They might they might evolve. They might mature a little bit. Or maybe we'll just be like, look, it's just my heart thinks this. My head thinks this, but my heart just feels this, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I can't wait as well to dive into we've got a lot of voice messages we're going to be playing yes. uh, in the show we're going to be getting your thoughts um our community you know our, our our listenership seems to be more up on it than i and i think a lot of star wars fans are real like, up on this right um but there is some mixed responses and there are some people like maybe general public that are like what <laughs> what's yeah. going on here well, yeah top level thoughts for you mate um how how are you feeling like a week on and why is this your favorite show ever yeah <laughs> shin hattie um yeah. <laughs> how am i feeling no listen I, I i like you i stand by my thought that i enjoyed the season as a whole uh though being able to sit back on it for a, a week or so 
with all of the information with us now. It's not like we're halfway through the season and trying to work out what's going on. We know right. where we started. We know where we're in the middle. We know where we ended up. With that knowledge now, it has raised a few questions and a few thoughts in my mind and grey areas. And looking at the yeah. list of pros and cons I have, it, there is a surprising unbalance towards one side. That That is more of a... Some of those are a me issue because many of my positives are linked directly to my knowledge of Star Wars and my knowledge of the animated series. Therefore, my thoughts are going to be vastly different to a lot of those who haven't seen those shows and just have seen the films. But I no, I enjoyed Ahsoka. I think it wobbled. I had a big old wobble right at the end. I think it started solid, started strong. The middle episodes were, were, were great for their own reasons. And then it kind of did fall off a cliff for me, but there was a, a big old drop off in quality for me. But listen, we've had, we've had a political thriller in Andor. We've had a pulpy old Western in Mando. And now we've got the fantasy, fantastical side of it in Ahsoka. It's just another example that Disney plus allows Star Wars to go places that maybe the films haven't or won't go yet. Um, Mm -hmm. But it shows that we can do. So whilst not all of it worked for me and in hindsight, I am seeing things now, which irk me that little bit more than they did then. Home. I'm not going to sit here and say what an awful series because it isn't. I enjoyed this. Maybe by the end of this episode, I'll be able to say this is my ex um, favorite Star Wars series oh. in terms of what we've got. But we'll see. But no, I'm. Uh, I enjoyed it though, mate. Yeah, don't don't take. I, I don't want anyone to take my just any comments here as anything other than just me being real, and that's all we can be. I think, mate. I mean, that's, no, I dug just, it. That's, that's our thing, isn't it? That's our thing, you know, just trying to be honest, trying to be transparent. Yeah, mate, you be you. You be you. Um, be me. I've, I've, got, I've got a question, right? I've got a question. Right. Do, you, do, you, do you think okay. with, with the Ahsoka show here, right, and now we've, we've watched season one, and like you said, we're digesting, we're, you know, what's happened, we're letting it marinate, what is Ahsoka season one a good addition to the Star Wars lore? Are we better off now it's in our life and with the trajectory of the, you know, Mandover, Favreau, Filoni verse, whatever you want to call it? Are we better off now? Or do you think actually in hindsight you would have done things a bit different? I think we're better off. I think we are okay. better off because of the things that the show introduced and the the literal new frontiers that has opened up for storytelling. There are a few things, yeah, which I think we're not. We weren't. I don't think there's anything in it necessarily that we'd be better off without. I don't think there's anything in it that I've certainly now that might change in twenty minutes. But I don't think there's anything where I was like, yeah, just don't need that. That is not. That is that could you can take that out and it's a better show for it. There are things in it which I think weren't great. But I think the I think the 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 law and the um, history is far richer for having Ahsoka in it. We now know what happened post Rebels. We now know what happens with Ahsoka the White post Rebels epilogue. We've got the new frontiers. We've got new characters. We've got a bit about the New Republic, um, and we're leading towards something. And that is the key for all of my kind of nitpicks about how this season felt. We are ultimately leading to something. So I've got, yes. we've all got to keep that in mind. But what about you? Are you thinking this is a, a good addition, or are you bit in the fence about it? No, no, no. I think this is this is a great addition. I think it still propels the story forward, and it mm-hmm. answers questions about you know what what's Ahsoka doing. I think if this if this series wasn't made, people a would be asking for it, and b people would be saying. I want Dave Filoni to do this. I want Dave Filoni to do that. Well, we've seen him now do a series. Yeah, we've seen 
his capabilities and may you know you know you said in the finale uh, maybe he isn't this kind of messianic figure for Lucasfilm you know I I I still think he he shows phenomenal potential I think he really understands and grasps what Star Wars is and particularly George Lucas Star Wars and we mm-hmm. need that 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 is vital for the future of Star Wars but also you know i know i bang on about this you know but i i I feel like star wars is in a unique position as an ip as a franchise and even as you know a mythology where yeah we can get andor i know i know i bang on about it but yeah Mm. we can have the spy thriller you've already said we can have that last year a year ago we had that and this year we get space whales it is mental. The, the The difference in men is absolutely crazy. It's absurd. And yet for me, it works. And for a lot of people out there, my boy, it works. And that is yeah. a strength to Star Wars. And I think what this shows is that even when, even when Star Wars isn't, you know, doesn't perform as well as maybe it should on, let's say, a financial um, platform or, you know, whatever, right? In real world stuff. Give it yeah. a year. Give it some time. People will look back and go, that's my Star Wars. That's my thing. I see. And that that is an unbelievable strength that, you know, IPs like Marvel, IPs like even at the moment, Middle Earth, right, with Rings of Power, they envy that. Star Wars has that unbelievably loyal fan base that are just there for it. And yeah, we, we, we disagree on things. Yeah, we can go, oh, that's not my favorite. That doesn't work. <laughs> hey, maybe we need a bit more of that sometimes. But, you know, we know there is a huge rift in fandom that is just completely unreasonable. You know, yeah. people that just think everything is perfect and willy-nilly. And then people who are like, anything that comes out from Disney or modern Lucasfilm is, you know, propaganda. And it's like, well, no, maybe it's more... <laughs> sometimes sometimes there is merit to actually both okay and you know that's truth Mm -hmm. that that is that is the truth yeah i think i think we're in a neat position mate i think we're in a neat position and i'm i'm real happy with with how ahsoka turned out mate i really enjoyed it it's not perfect feloni is only getting started really I think that's a good place to start as well, mate. Before we kind of jump into the pods and eggs, is it's Filoni himself. You've mentioned it. Um, this is Dave's premiere uh, attempt now at show running. He's been working mm. with Ryan Johnson, obviously, on The Last Jedi in terms of shadowing. Uh, I'm not so much sure about JJ, but of course, he's been working under the tutelage of John Favreau on Mando, Boba Fett, and all that good stuff. And I do believe that on Obi-Wan Kenobi, he was in and around with Deborah Chow. So he's learning from very talented people, very good people, um, uh, very learned people in this industry. But now is his chance to say, here's my character. Here's my story. Here's how it's going to tie into the wider story of Star Wars that we know. Because like you said, mate, quite rightly, everything leads to the sequel trilogy. Doesn't matter what people say. Mm -hmm. We're still... I don't know about the timeline because I haven't really made it clear. We're still 20 something years away, maybe 25 years possibly from the force awakens. So they can still do an awful lot. And what happens now isn't mentioned in the sequels, but you know, look, trust in the process. I'm sure they've got a plan as to why that is. Um, but we don't also need everything. We don't need, I didn't need Ray or Finn or Poe or Leia to turn around in the force awakens and be like, Oh, 
This reminds me of when Thrawn came back 25 years ago from that <laughs> other guy. You don't need that. It's, it's, you and I, we talk and we don't, we don't always refer to what happened five years ago or 10 years ago or even two years ago when we're talking about something. It's just, you know, things happen. You don't always have to refer to them. But Filoni then, uh, I want to ask you then, because I know you've just said, uh, you kind of harped on what I said about he isn't the Messiah. He is a naughty boy, but he isn't the Messiah. Um, how do you think he took to this then in terms of, directing in terms of he mentoring because he is the daddy now he is you've got the directors but he is above them the writing mm-hmm. side of it and uh, but also being able to tie into the past and the future of star wars and the present i guess how do you think he did overall hot take i think feloni's a very good director mm-hmm. i think he's not perfect and he shows that you know this is very much his this this, this is his university at the moment, you know, he is still learning from others and that is clear sometimes. Yeah. But I find that when, when occasionally there are scenes and there are moments where I'm like, mate, this is, this is like more refined than like Rick Famuyiwa's episodes or his recent episodes, you know? And I hate to, to just bring in another director as an example and like push anyone down. But I, I actually, for the last few episodes, Rick's done now. In Star Wars, there was the penultimate episode in Mando season three, but the finale of Mando season three, and now the finale of Ahsoka, you know, there are moments I'm like, Rick, man, no, no. The Sabine fighting uh, scene where she's like walking. I can't get over that. Yeah, you sent me you great, sent me yeah. the, uh, the tweet. And it, it's so funny that we mentioned that in the recap. I'm so, I'm so happy that other people online picked up on it and were like, What's going on here? Why? Why is she like kind of? And I, you know, it makes it less believable because Sabine looked like an Egypt mate. She looked pathetic as a character. You're meant to be like, oh, this is a new Jedi. Oh, she's like awesome in this, and the whole season leads up to this episode. And you and you believe it. You're like, no, Sabine like just knows what she's doing, man. She's awesome. And that one moment takes it out, takes you out of it. And I think for a premium. IP for something that is big as Star Wars, that is unacceptable, I think. And, you know, when Filoni directs and when Filoni's in the room, I I don't think that happens as much. I really don't. Whereas when these other guys come in sometimes, right? And that's the, that's the nature of te- television, right? You never have... You, you seldom have someone, just one person directing every single episode. That, that would take over their whole year of existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not, you usually have a creative at the top and then like, you know, do people direct these like individual episodes? Right. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to b- drag Rick into this because I think he is a bit Big of a Rick. ledge and we, we know what I think what's frustrating is we know the capabilities. We know the potential of someone like Rick Famuyiwa and we're like, we know there is a standard and it just felt at times like, no nah, man, you're dropping the ball. You're dropping the ball, like the walking thing. If you don't explain to the people what happens, mate, the scene we're talking about, in case they're like, what is this guy talking it's about? What's the scene about? of where uh, Sabine is fighting against night troopers on yeah. Peridia or Peridia, and they're in the top of the base, and she's caught and she's got the saber, and they're kind of being they're being surrounded and kind of slashing at some of them, and then 
in a few in a few scenes, and this is choreography. This is an issue. Kind of takes a few too many steps and slows down, and almost almost waits for the opponent to get in position before striking. And it become and it looks like it looks like they're still rehearsing it in costume, and they decided, well, yeah, that would do for now. I, I will I will I will argue though that obviously Dave is in charge of these episodes. He will have final say. So he would have looked at that and said, yeah, that's good enough. Mm. I, I, I think that's more than good enough. So there is also that as well. And then it could come down to it's been shot. We haven't got time to reshoot it. So right. many variables. But yeah, that scene, other than that, I didn't really have any issues with Sabine throughout or, or her fighting. It was just that moment where it is so obvious where that they're, they're all getting into position. People say what they want about TLJ and that boss throne room fight. Oh, it's over choreographed pull the other one this one though it is really don't think it is it's because of that one moment where they had to cgi out a blade as if all of the other um, prequel and ot fights are perfect because they ain't but sequel's going to sequel for a lot of people i dug that Mm. but but this one did look over choreographed to the point where you're kind of trying to remember your steps and you put a step out of place and suddenly you everyone's off balance it was very noticeable mate and um it's a shame True. because the, that episode itself really kind of bigged up Sabine now to the point where she can finally use the force. Um, and she has that saber. That's her own saber now. And Ezra's got his own one. Sweet. But yep. um, yeah, Filoni, I think he did. I, th- I think for a, to be fair, mate, for a first outing, this ain't bad at all. It's not bad at all for, 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 for the positives, negatives, and the good, the bad, and the ugly, whatever. Certainly not a bad at all. Some of the things we got, we got some great moments throughout this some great great moments and we got some which uh some kind of narrative naivety some writing which i thought was a little bit shaky um and some decisions which i'm not overly keen on nothing that ruins the show but some which just stick out a bit too much and with feloni there is that there is that kind of insistence on relying and, and leaning on his own characters we got shin and balen mm. incredible new characters but there is always, you know, this is still a show about Rebels, which is, you know, Dave's baby, still Ahsoka, which is, you know, Dave and George's creation. I can't wait to see what he does when he when he branches away from this story because I still haven't seen what Dave can do. And people might argue well, you're seeing it. I can see I'm seeing what Dave can do with what he wants to do. I want to see someone like mm-hmm. Kathy Kennedy say, right, Dave, I want you to go and do a an old Republic show. Go. And then he's got to create the law. He's got to create the characters. And I'm... I think he'd have a great time doing that. And I think he'd actually flourish a bit more in that. I way. He's not was going to say, I was going to say the same thing where he's not yeah. quite as plugged in. Oh, let's not pretend that Filoni doesn't know the old Republic. He, he probably loves it, but he's not <laughs> dealing with Ahsoka and people like that. He's loves dealing it. with his own characters. So that is my kind of big takeaway is I think Dave should be applauded for what he did here, even though it ain't perfect, but I still, I now want to see him post his film, which is a huge step up as well. Doing a film is a huge step up because it's going to get so many eyes on that and the box office that's going to be expected and everything else. And it's going to be, it's going to be harshly critiqued as well. If it's not good, he's got a learning curve now, but I think this is a pretty good step up. If you ask me bigger budget, bigger budget with the film. Yep. Um, yep, yep. not as volumey, you know, hopefully not. Yep. And I thought, I, I actually thought volume was, uh, was, was, for the, for the most part in uh, in, in this series really really well, do you remember good you said yeah. about yeah. peridia asking is it in scotland i did a little bit of research today and it is actually i don't know they've obviously they've obviously captured the footage and then compo- composited it onto the volume but it was uh the landscapes were from Westeros and sutherland up in scotland and apparently quite a few like 
well-known landmarks are in in and around a Peridia. I haven't. Oh, I don't know those two areas well. So if anyone is close to those areas, Wester, Ross, and Sutherland, go check them out. But yeah, it was it, like Andor. They did utilize the kind of natural rugged beauty of Scotland for this. So you were you were correct, sir. We got a uh, we got a few cheeky listeners up in Scotland. Beautiful yeah. place. I was there nearly well, a year ago. And man, I was like, mate, this country is so beautiful, so beautiful. So yeah, very, very Star Warsy. Mm. Lends itself very well to that moody, dark, cloudy. Because mate, even even this week, I'm like, it's been like 24 degrees down yeah, here. Sunny, sunny Essex, sunny south up in Scotland. It's like always. I've got a Scottish friend who lives down there, who's who's an architect. He's like, yeah, mate, where I'm Ooh. from. Basically, minus ten degree. Take ten degrees off what the temperature is here. That's that's here the weather that. up in Scotland. It's autumn, it, yeah, man. It, it's meant to be cold and grey. Come on, <laughs> Matty boy Come loves on. it. That's that's your Scottish roots coming out, mate. That's your Scottish yeah, roots coming out. Is. It is. Um, no, <laughs> mate. Um, I, I, you know, something I just want to uh, crack on with before we get to some on, voice messages is, you know, I thought I had a little moan about. Um, you know, some of the action with Sabine and there's a few static shots in, in the finale. I've rewatched a bit of the finale and there's a bit where Ahsoka, you know, the, the, the zomb troopers, I'm not even going to get into the zomb troopers. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm sure someone will bring it up in the voice <laughs> message, but um, the zomb troopers are like moving toward Ahsoka and, and there is a static shot and it's, or it's just like moving just slightly. And Ahsoka's just like waving <laughs> the lightsabers about. One like, soon. The action doesn't it doesn't always land, it doesn't always work, but mm-hmm. for the most part throughout the series, I think the action's actually been very, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. I've I've enjoyed Ahsoka versus Balin earlier on. That fourth episode, I think, was yep. un- like um there was so much going on. Sheen and Sabine. Sabine, sorry. Yeah. Not even mention the chosen one, you know, Anakin. Papa, yeah. Anakin in this series is excellent. Sensational, may maybe faultless, maybe, but that's because of my and it is an interpretation, but my interpretation of why and how Anakin was was used in this, and I, I <laughs> it really, really landed for me. Um, what do you reckon, mate? Should we get stuck into some? Should we get stuck in some cheeky some voice messages? Yeah, let's do yeah. it, mate. Let's stick. Uh, well, like we say, we're going to cut this in the middle a little bit. We're going to have some. We're going to have some some good stuff. Then we're going to move on to things that maybe didn't quite work for us and some of you guys as well. So we got our first voice message here. We love this guy. He's a king. He was at our watch along. James Robertson. Let's see what he's got to say. Gentlemen, it's Jamie. A uh, few few thoughts and opinions on Ahsoka. I absolutely loved it. I think for once I'm possibly more positive than you guys on something. It's mm-hmm. uh, all teed up beautifully for season two, I think. Thrawn uh, couldn't come back and start hammering the New Republic straight away. He clearly just doesn't have the resources at his disposal at the moment. So that can be set up in the next season of Mando. Thrawn getting in charge of the Shadow Council. Gideon's out of the way so they can all fall in behind him. And as we hit Ahsoka season two, he's raring to go with all their might and equipment behind him, start battering the New Republic. Meanwhile, we'll have Sabine and Ahsoka on Peridia, Ahsoka mm. trying to track down Balin, stopping him doing whatever he's doing, getting into the world between worlds, because the stakes there would be would be massive. If he, if he gets into that, then who knows what he could do. And we'll have uh, a nice little side plot uh, of Sabine versus Shin, Personally, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Shin flip to the light ready for the movie. 
they'll get back at the end of the uh, at the end of the season, and we'll be all sat raring to go for our Filoni movie. God willing, if uh, it doesn't get cancelled. Cheers, gents. Love the show. Bye. <laughs> Go on, Jamie, son. What a lad. Jamie Robertson. Um, yeah, so keeping it all positive for the time being, uh, Thrawn, Thrawn returned. Somehow Thrawn returned and he did. And, I, and to your yeah. point, I get it actually, Jamie, yeah, because one of my things I wanted to see was Thrawn turn up and show a bit of heft, show a bit of muscle. But yeah, he, you know, he's he's turning up. He's clearly made a deal with the the great mothers to take them to Dathomir, drop them off on the way home to Dathomir. Um, and it's going to build building up, which is something which I'm having to remind myself that we're building up, we're building up, we're building up. Um, I'm loving the mm. positivity, though, uh, my man. I know you've been really digging it from what you've been saying on the Discord and that. Um, so, yeah, Thrawn coming back. I know Thrawn was a positive for a lot of people, mate, wasn't he? So people have been wanting this for decades. Oh, mate. I mean, there are people that, you know, in the dark times that weren't really getting any Star Wars in the 90s. You know, Thrawn, Timothy Zahn's Thrawn books were mm. it. They were it. it, and I think he's he's a cool he's a cool twist on a villain. He's different to you know your Palpatine. He's different to Vader. Mm, he's different to yeah. Kylo. And I yeah I like I I really I really enjoyed him being now in in the in the canon again. Part of me wishes like man wouldn't it have been cool to have had to have had someone like Thrawn in the sequels? Maybe. Yeah, man. And it and it could have explained a lot of the the, the military build up and but hey maybe the choices that we're getting in this show will lead to that and I'm yep. we've already mentioned it I do think all roads lead to the sequels I do yep. think whatever we get with Thrawn in the future leads to the sequels and ultimately yep. to Exegol and hopefully in a few years time this is a men this is a mental thing to say but hopefully in a few we years go. time. I mean, we like, we, you know, we dabble in a bit of Rise of Skywalker, but it would be really cool to look back at it and go, Rise of Skywalker is a different film. It is a changed film because of all of the other lore that we've, we've, we've got. Yeah. All of the yeah. countless hours of content <laughs> that yeah. have gone out of their way to pull yeah. this up, mate. But, but as a Star Wars fan, I, I still think that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool thing, you know? Like, these stories back in the day were told in books anyway. We're just getting them in TV shows now, you yeah. know? So Very, very exciting. And they, they mentioned the Shadow Council, Jamie. We saw them in Mando Season 3. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been rereading Aftermath Life Deck. Check out a book club coming in the next month or so about that, where they're talking about the Shadow Council and how all this all weaves in now and how it all works and fits together. Um, and that's what I'm loving, mate. So reading, this is, this is an era I'm really loving, mate, is the... Yeah kind of nascent days of the new republic things are just bubbling away with the remnant because we know where it goes and whether it's deliberate or accidental it's all working at the minute i, I do think the shadow council was a deliberate inclusion um because i think it's it's from the eu of old as well but uh, mate very 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 much looking forward to seeing where it goes and like you say if it can help tross and the sequels that little bit more like the prequels got a leg up then i'm here for it yeah mate yeah mate buzzing I liked the, uh, the 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 little mention of Shin as well, and potential, mm-hmm. you know, m- further further continuation of her story. You know, maybe coming to the light side. Yeah. Is that uh, you know? Uh, is that just? I I can say I can already tell we've got a similar reaction to that. <laughs> yeah, is that? I like that it's like, yeah, no, she's just, she wants to rule over her own people. You know, she just craves power. That's what she's brought up, been brought up with. Yep. Um, 
I, it's a frustration, isn't it? That like for me anyway, and I think for both of us, that Balin and Shin didn't we didn't really get much of a conclusion for them. It's very much a cliffhanger, literally on both. Yeah, both guys literally standing on the edge of a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I, well, where, uh, where's that going? Where's that going? You know, what, well, what is going happening? somewhere? I mean, with 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 old Shin, um, obviously now a fan fa- favorite character. Uh, I don't want to labour the point again. I just kind of, I, I, I'm getting a little yeah. bit bored of the same old. Let's have a redemption story. Sometimes I just want the bad guy to be the bad guy because that's okay. Now that is okay. That isn't a, that isn't like a morality lesson we need from Disney. That oh, you know, yeah. even the baddest people can be turned. No, let's just have a bad guy who's bad. I mean, that, that's just storytelling one hundred and one. Um, it's nice yeah. sometimes to have the change up and the redemption angle, but we don't need it all of the time. And I do feel like we have it quite a lot. The only one who didn't was Gideon recently. We had obviously Reva did. There's a high chance that Shin does. Hasn't happened yet, but there's a high chance. Uh, you think there's a high chance? You think there's I a think high there chance? Is. I, I, I do think there is because they're going to have to get off that planet somehow. And I do think they're going to end up, um, even if she doesn't go fully, oh, friends, even if she doesn't go like fully good, goody, good, good, I think she'll be an ally along the way. And, and you know, mate, it all comes down to the magic word. It all comes down to the execution oh. yeah. of it. Mm. Could be done well, but, you know, change it up a bit. It's I I uh, again without labouring it too much, but uh, Shin and Balin, what an addition to the Star Wars lore, right? Yeah. Real it, positive for me of the show. Real positive. I mean, it feels like they've just been here forever, and I I do like. Admittedly, although the conclusion didn't quite land for me, I wish we just got a bit more of it. Who knows if it's been edited or maybe they've saved some footage for future projects? You know, who knows. But um, I get it now. You know, Balin's search for the for you know Mortis, yeah, for a a, a greater power, something beyond maybe even physical, yeah? yeah. And it's 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 that constant looking for something more, looking for something more, which is which is a bit dark side, right? But it's not. He he's probably doing it for good intentions in his mind, from mm-hmm. his perspective. Shin is an apostle of that, but she's just she's channeling it into, hey, here's a load of people. Let me be, let me be the ruler of these bad boys, and we can yep. take, we can just take over. It's a really, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's just really interesting. I hope it's continued, mate. I really yeah. hope it's continued. That's it. But what do you do? What do you do with Balin? What do you, you have do? to recast you- him, mate. Well, there's been no confirmation. And that's, I think that's what a lot of people were worried about me as well. And I know, I think one of our listeners mm. will mention it shortly in one of the VMs that we haven't got confirmation of season two. I think we can pretty much look each other in the eye now and say, it's happening. It's happening. And that's not do based you think? on anything. See, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think, well, I think they have to. I mean, I don't see how they can. I think we did this on the recap. I can't see them um, finishing up Shin's story in Mando or Ahsoka's, or Sabine's, because they're on a different galaxy, or Balin's. That doesn't fit into the Mando Bros. They've got, to, they've got to use Ahsoka as a template moving into the film, I think. Otherwise, it's just a huge jump. There's too much going on. Uh, I think they have to do a season two, because this season didn't tie an awful lot up. It's, it, it, it set an awful lot up, but it's quite hollow behind the eyes when it actually look at what it gave us go, uh, going forward. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, 
but yeah, no, no, not not to say that this didn't give us anything, but it is it is an awful lot of setup, and Balin should have been set up. Like you have to, you have to, have to, have to, have to tie that up, mate. Um, good discussion out of this. Just this one voice message. I know, I know, Jamie, you naughty boy. Appreciate it, mate. Um, on on to another sickhead, another legend. You might you might recognise his voice from the intro, and <laughs> maybe you might recognise his face from meeting me at the Excel Center on the DLR <laughs> to then <laughs> he was saying we would because me and Luke we would we would Luke Summerfield this is by the way Ooh. if you hadn't guessed he would like smash down his Premier Inn breakfast buffet and then, <laughs> then run to the DLR station where I'd meet him and then we'd get into the other including in the price of his room Lenny Henry loves it too yeah yeah that's true that's true uh, it's Luke Summerfield let's hear it what's he got to say Hey guys, uh, just giving my thoughts on Soka. <laughs> Did I think it was Poodoo? Did I ever? This series has blended in the Mandoverse, the Andoverse, Obi-Wan, and just created something that's cinematically spectacular. The music, the story was just incredible, and really brought some animated characters to life. And as far as the ending goes, the perfect Star Wars ending, where it leaves us lost. Shit. Squads like you have thoughts across and speculate for years to come. Remember, our team loves a good night this session. You'll get us hit with a copyright strike with that music. <laughs> we Luke do boy. all the time, anyway. We do. We we, we get it. We get struck all the time. No, we don't. We good boys. Um, Summerfield, mate, love it. Love hearing the Welsh mountain come through and chat. Uh, yeah, a blend of all Star Wars series. What an interesting take. That is something that you know I didn't really get from. Ahsoka, it's not something that I thought of, but now someone has, you know, come through and said it, mm-hmm. I really understand it and I really respect it. And I, I suppose it's the flavor, isn't it? Yeah. Like some people will taste something and be like, that's delicious. And then other people will be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, you know, not for me. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's the same with your Star Wars, lads. It's the same with your Star Wars. I think there is so much to love and take away from Ahsoka. And I, you know, I get, I really, really get what Luke is saying, you know, spiritually. I think this, this takes bits from Mandalorian, from Obi-Wan Kenobi. When Obi-Wan Kenobi's, you know, um, deep dive into mythology and the relationships between, you know, people and the the force and, you know, characters, Mm -hmm. Anakin, Obi-Wan, it was sensational that obi-wan kenobi finale what what a finale what a finale um and i can see bits of that in ahsoka i can see smidges you know and it will be it is less but smidges of world building from andor in ahsoka Mm -hmm. you know be it the new republic and then you know mando plays into it totally love that comment Really fresh take. Love that, Mr. Summerfield. Perfect Star Wars ending. I see that's where I'm like, I'm not sure if I agree, 
But man, am I so happy, Lukey boy, that someone can come through and go, for me, that's perfect. Perfect. Watch series. And mate, I know Luke Luke Sunfield ain't the only person who who felt that way. And in in fact, I'd say most people on our Discord or in our community on on social media, they they really felt that finale. And they thought, (laughs) mate, this is... This is so Star Warsy. In fact, I asked in the recap, Matty boy, is this a bit Empire Strikes Backy to you? And we were like, in some ways, well, but it's funny that like I look on the Discord a little bit later, people are comparing it to Empire Strikes Back, yeah. and they're like, look, it's open ended, it's open ended, yeah. and the good, the bad guys win. It's like, yeah, mate, you know, I get it, I get it, and a generation of discussion and chat—that is what we live for, mate. So. Yeah, what did you was it? What what do you think on the perfect ending, like comment in particular? Like? Um, I did not. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think it's a perfect ending. But that's the beauty of it is that uh, we've had so many people in our Discord and and our community who have really, really enjoyed this ending, and you know, really mm-hmm. means an awful lot to them. And it didn't work for me in that sense. But that's the beauty of it. I've loved reading and hearing what other people say. And like uh, Summerfield says there kind of the linking of so many different parts of the wars when you're talking about that i was like you know what yeah you've got in one scene you've got 3po and you got chopper and you've got carlson teva who's a new who's one of the new boys you've got hera from a cartoon you've got mothma who in this era is i guess you could be ot you've got so many different eras and shows and films just in that one scene and then you've got senator ziono who is resistance of course, let's not forget mm-hmm. him. Star Wars Resistance. So you've got Rebels Resistance, Return of the Jedi, um, C three PO, all of it. Uh, Carson Tever, man, all of those things are now coming together, yeah, and it felt right to have all those characters together in that moment. And Akbar, apparently, it was Akbar. I don't know if it was, but people say it was. Um, so you've got all those those characters together, but it felt right, and that's what these shows can do. You know, you guys know me. I love a bit of connectivity, um, and Filoni sometimes can do it, and sometimes is a bit ropey with it depending on who's involved <laughs> if it's ahsoka then he doesn't care he does what he wants doesn't he but other than he that though, you know look you go. he's got wants. little ahsoka but then he's also brought in here yeah, alongside favreau cobb vamp the uh, the shadow council a lot of stuff from aftermath and that has come through so they are they are they are looking around for this stuff so they are linking it but yeah i don't think it's the perfect ending i think the more i sit on it i it's mate i, I go back and forward because mm. i really like the idea that the bad guy wins for, uh, finally and that um you know, our, our good guys have been toppled, but I think the way it happened was so lackluster, it hurts. But then I look at it, and, and that, that's the problem. I mean, I mentioned it on the recap. There was no, this is a life altering moment. Thrawn and Ezra are stuck on that planet for 10 years with no hope of getting off. Ahsoka yeah. and Sabina are on there now, and they're like, oh, well, we might have most of it. We're going to have a bonfire of these turtles. It's fine. Doesn't matter that Thrawn's going to go and potentially I... decimate our friends. Don't worry about that. The, and, and do you know why? You know why? The the force has it all planned out. Feloni, mate, that is a cop out. You know, the, the the force tells us we're meant to be here now. It's like, you know, man, we just needed a moment of them to be like, we have royally messed up here. Everything Ezra's done. And uh, it look mm. switcher is cool. Thrawn and Ezra are the ones who are going back. I like that. You know, it's not like I hated it or anything like that. It's just a, for me, the way it was portrayed was did not make me think that, you know, the boogeyman is back, the this cataclysmic threat boogeyman is back i <laughs> know oh, they just and that and that's one of the negs which i'm probably i've already said it now but um yeah i don't think it was a perfect ending but there were there were cool things in it mate cool yeah. things but i dig what luke says though summerfield 
I, I am surprised we didn't get more Mandoverse appearances. Like you mentioned Cobb Vamp. And he got like a robot eye now or something. Like Robot eye. He's, still, he's probably still in that back to tank and they've forgotten all about him. <laughs> they've <laughs> gone, ah, oh. <laughs> you know. Oh, no oh. Cobb's up there. A book, book, where are the Book of Boba people? You know, the Book of Boba people are the indie people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the Scooter Gang. They'll be there in the, the film. They'll be there. Do you think? Do you think? Well, the, I, I, most, well, the big I'm, boys will be, yeah. Even, uh, you know, we were even speculating, did we see a, 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 a Din Djarin, a Grogu? Or, and uh, no, did it, it didn't happen. And part of me is actually pleased with that. Mm-hmm. because no, I think so, yeah. It's contained in that sense. That finale could have been a bit longer though, man. Could have been a bit longer. Been I just want to skim through because I think what we're going to do this week, because we're getting all the voice messages in, I think we're the Bantina will just be like the Patreon section where we got the Patreon questions coming in mm-hmm. a second. Yep. But uh, look, just a couple of comments from Instagram, mate. Shane Daly, on, a what a series, lad. Some mind-blowing scenes and standouts throughout. My personal favourite part was seeing Ezra in live action. Ezra, Loved mate, it. was was, I mean, it was, it was pretty it. much nip. Yeah, right. Right. Yep. They they did nail it. They did nail it. They, I was yeah, man, so... Fandy got it. He's great. So impressed. So impressed by it. And uh, I can't wait to see what happened. I mean, this is the thing, right? This series, and this is, you know, just continuing Luke Summerfield's, like, great point about the speculation, the chat. It does leave us, like, saying, well, what happens to this person? Yeah. How yep. does this person play into that? Because... At the end of the day, we say all roads lead to lead to the sequels. What, Ezra ain't in the sequels. Ahsoka ain't in the sequels. Really? Harry, yeah. yeah, like yeah. you know, what? Who, who's? How? How does this play into the bigger story? Do they die? Probably, and that mm-hmm. that does make me really, really excited for a film. To think, well, mate, there is going to be a huge cost for just trying to push back the Empire or then the First Order as far away as possible for them to then attack again and for for there to be a resistance and it makes me really really excited mate but they've got to play it right they've got to play it right as per usual mate it's got to be you know like dare i say executed properly yeah I'm just thirsty, come on. hell yeah right um Danny Fandoms, our lad over from the US, he said, enjoyed very much. I love the setup for future stories and the closure (laughs) for stories in this one. I definitely think it's the most consistent Star Wars series up to now. Um, Cando C says, I give it an A minus, really enjoyed it. And Star Wars Funko says, loved it. More Balin and Shin. Um, they were the best characters in the series for me. Lots of people loving it, mate. Lots of people yeah. just, you know, going crazy for it. Few critiques, you know, and a few concerns, dare I say, and I'm sure we'll read out one or two more comments in a second. Um, should we go to another voice message, mate? Should we Let's go to do it, mate. One? We've got plenty of them. Uh, Megan, the little arty thing on Instagram. Go follow her. She's got a uh, a few thoughts on Ahsoka Season 1. Then let's, uh, let's listen to it, mate, boy. Uh, so did I enjoy the Ahsoka finale? Yeah. I mean, in, in parts. So I thought the section with the Night Troopers was absolutely phenomenal. I was so Ooh. pumped. Um I felt I'm I'm so happy that Ezra's home as well now and he got to see Hera and Chopper. Um 
I loved Hayden's little cameo at the end. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It always brings a tear to my eye. I was a bit disappointed with Morgan, if I'm being completely honest. I was a bit sad that it felt like her character was brewing up for a lot more and it didn't. But all in all, mm. what would I say? <laughs> it, it feels like this series was the opening of a new chapter and it seemed like everything was left very open-ended. So... I'm excited for the future and I'm incredibly excited for the content that we get um, following on this story. And it's nice to see that this is mm. going to be a longer running thing as well, not just a eight episode season. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> oh, mm. go on, Megan. Superb. Oh, it's like Lukey Boy said, go follow the little arty thing on IG. Um, long running thing. That's the thing at the minute. We don't know if Ahsoka, uh, the series itself, will be a long-running thing. However, the implications of this show, some of them will be. Thrawn, Ezra, they are going to be um, mainstays going forward. Uh, how and where, we don't know, but they're obviously going to come back. We know Ahsoka and Sabina will be coming back, hopefully Shin as well. So the characters will be long-running. Whether or not the series will it has yet to be confirmed. There are usual internet rumours saying that you know the top brass at Lucasfilm are in discussion about a season two but given that we're still uh the sag after strikes is still ongoing they ain't going to be announcing anything anytime soon i don't think even mm. if they have green lit it they're not going to announce it they want to be able to get people on board the actors to actually finally be able to promote this but maybe they could pay him properly first but um <laughs> no megan there positive pos- positive there positive loves hayden at the end we've mentioned hayden there uh, um i i did love hayden at the end i do you know worry that they're going to keep trotting him out when they need to get that kind of hit of endorphins. Like, we need something big. There's um, Anakin. But it worked for me, though. The more I thought about it, it did work. We needed that moment of Anakin looking over his Padawan Padawan with pride. With pride. That's what we needed. That thing you said in the recap of those those training tapes from Anakin and Ahsoka <laughs> potentially giving the the feedback we got we got so many comments like in our DMs of people saying Matt's point, Matt's point, unbelievable. I remember sitting there and thinking, mate, that is I did not think of that. And I thought that is perfect. I think I'd you bore my eyes out, mate. If a big screen, I'd be like, mate, this is son and father, mate. I couldn't believe it. What a Teaching point, him man. the ways of the Force and the Sabres. But yeah, I, I did. So originally I thought, oh, he's Hayden. We knew we were going to get it. They've used him a few times to kind of, that hit has gone now. But, you know, more I thought about it, we needed that moment of, you know, the full circle moment of he was a good master. He's now looking over his Padawan with her Padawan with pride. And it's a really nice way to end the show off. Uh, but it, I agree with you, Megan. It is very open-ended and watch this space to where it goes, I guess. Oh, mate. It's where, where does it go? I'm still not. I'm still not sure if we're going to get a season two. I'm still not sure. Man. I don't know if they're going to just continue it in a different story. Or mm-hmm. I, I just think, yeah. And, and listen, it's nice to hear. And I know a lot of people actually um, really enjoyed the night troopers, the zombs. You know, a lot of people did. So I, I genuinely think I was in a bit of a minority with that, with my rant. But I'm still. I'm still standing by it, mate. I still think it was just, you can still have zombs. You know, what I was thinking is like the zomb stormtroopers, yeah. Yep. They're not really much different to normal stormtroopers, are they? Really? No. <laughs> like stormtroopers move a bit slow, a bit awkward, 
and especially i still don't get i'm i'm still convinced those like that second wave of stormtroopers that come up the tower come to the top they're not zombie stormtroopers they're just normal stormtroopers because it's like they went yeah you know the zombie thing you know where you're moving a bit slow and your body mm-hmm. you know like it's michael, michael jackson's thriller, thriller you know <laughs> You know, throw that at the window, just run up the stairs. And it's like they didn't even, you know, fully go for it. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of the, I think that's it's kind of the issue. what they could have done instead. I, listen, I, I didn't mind the Zomtroopers. I thought it was, a, I thought it was all right. But then yeah. you could also argue, you know, what could you have done in place? I probably, I probably could have done maybe something with Thrawn, maybe to set him up as a bit more of a tactical genius other than kind of bumbling his way through lucky yeah. situations and then saying it was all part <laughs> of the plan. Maybe they could have done something that I, I know Thrawn was like, yeah, get the troopers on him. But you know, there, there are other things they could have done. They could have had, uh, they could have maybe utilized Morgan that bit better in her, in the finale, even though she had probably the best scene, a couple of the best scenes, in fact, were mama Morgan. And, uh, to Megan's point, um, it is a bit of a shame because, you know, they Morgan become a sister finally, like promoted to a night sister, and then was given the blade of towels in, and then, and this is all part of the narrative. But then immediately she's like, "Right, we don't need you anymore. We need you to stay behind and cause a distraction, and that's all you ever were. You've served your purpose." And then she had that great fight with Ahsoka. I wish we had just a little bit more of Morgan because I think in this finale she really came into her own. Um, yeah, but they they she didn't, did. and she ain't coming back. She oh god, yes, yeah, that 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 um that fortress tumbled on top of her they're not reanimating that but um yeah no dissolves i didn't mind as much not yeah, no, well, there's nothing that. there's nothing there's nothing left to reanimate you know what i mean there's a bit yeah 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 <laughs> an arm here a leg there <laughs> there seems to be a recurring thought and theme that people are like yeah this is a foundation this is a continuous yes, yes. like this will be continued this will have a continuation and and that's it's it's really nice to see in, in in that sense. I do think it fulfills that Empire Strikes Back role of like you've or even Last Jedi. You've got what you need. You've got what you need. Just continue it and land it. And so yeah, it's 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 really really fun, mate. It's really fun. I'm loving this. I love vo- voice messages. You know, should getting everyone's. More? Yeah, should we? Should we do? <laughs> should we do some more? Should we? Should we just quickly? Should we just quickly take a moment to appreciate our sponsors of this episode? Please. And then we'll get to the voice messages because we've got, we got, we got a few more to dig into. Um, yeah. Thank you to parsecsabers.com for sponsoring this episode. We met Parsec Sabers in person at Star Wars Celebration and we thought, yes, these boys are the one. Matty boy, uh, tell the people about Parsec Sabers and tell them about the juicy 10% discount that they can get with us using our code. A bit like Tony the Tiger. Parsec Sabres are great. Now, the Parsec Sabres, the lads are great. Their products are fantastic. They've just released a Shin Hattie, two variants of the Shin Hattie lightsaber alongside the Balan Skull. You can get a weathered Hattie and a, you know, a standard glossy shiny shin hattie lightsaber so if you dig in ahsoka and you dig in shin hattie well, you can now own a uh, a replica of her lightsaber brought to you by parsec sabers and there's so many more as well you can have any most characters you can think of are on there kanan ezra ahsoka luke skywalker dooku palpatine star killer that's just mm-hmm. the character inspired sabers if you just want your own one to go cosplaying with to make your own saber the bligh saber the blight saber you can get one of their entry-level sabers, 
which are just as good. You can you can duel with them as well. You can beat people with that. They're not going to break. <laughs> they cost a little bit less. They cost a little bit less. And that's the thing about Parsecs, mate, is that you get good quality and you're paying a little bit less than some of the other Sabre companies out there. We can vouch for this company. We've spoken to them a lot. We have a Sabre. We've used them. We've dropped them. We've dueled with them. They're really, really very good. And we'd love you guys to try them out as well. Go to Parsecsabers.com. If you want a character-inspired Sabre, if you want to look like your favourite character, drop one of those in your car and use the code SESSIONS to get 10% off all character-inspired Sabres. Or if you want something a little bit different, you want to create your own Sabre based on one of their designs, you can get 5% off any other Sabres. Just use the code SESSIONS5 at the checkout. We're telling you, honestly, this is good stuff. And if you do get one, send us a picture. We'd love to see you twirling your Sabres. Yeah, twirl your sabers, mate. Twirl it. Twirl your sabers, really mate. Really good job, Sale. Really good stuff. Parsicsabers.com. <laughs> Honestly, we urge you to get one. Um, look, they're collaborating with us, but we only put our name to organisations and companies that you know we'd be pr- proud to use their services. And we love a bit of Parsic Sabers. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Buy the Parsec. <laughs> Listen, let, let, let's... <laughs> please uh <laughs> let's let's mix up mate let's mix it up um we got another voice message here from eve evangel all the way from malta uh he's got a different thought he's got a different thought on ahsoka season one. First of all i don't want to offend anyone i don't think it's <laughs> bad but i'm a little bit i have to say something negative because i'm a little bit like the coach who's standing on the sideline who wants his team to do so much better i think um i know everyone loves their filoni and whatever he's doing but i think some people are a little bit distracted by the shiny shiny look uh easter eggs from the beloved animated shows to really allow uh criticism to be spoken um it's just for me there's just too much stuff going on in a way then there hasn't been a payoff which surprisingly was fine for me but you build up these characters you expect something and then they just like disappear or nothing happens that's i don't know lazy or are they so banking so hard on season two but imagine now there's no season two okay the movie's coming mm-hmm. and now we're waiting again all of this was going to be resolved we had that during the sequel three will be explained who are the knights of ren and then these kind of things will it be explained i don't know i agree that andor has been the other side of things that felt so not um star wars in a way like you know just uniform dudes telling a dark story while having a smoke break but it's also a little bit on the other it is the third people that was when messing like this and I know within the community, we like to say, it's so amazing. Oh, and we've been waiting so long. I feel like it's potential again. The show has an interesting um, to, to capture me, almost completely lose me, capture me, completely lose me. And I was cheering in the last episode. We were like, yes, yes, zombies. So I'm not against things we haven't seen in Star Wars if they're done right. And I don't think that everything was done right. I complained about Ahsoka more than any other show. Yet, if I now look back at the shows, I probably rank it second after Andor. So maybe that's going to say something. We have the last Jedi discussion again. (laughs) Some parts were bad, but the good parts were so good to even it out, in my opinion. Okay? Hope everyone enjoyed it. 
Eve. and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and Eve. <laughs> oh, breathe oh. Evangel. <laughs> Oh, love it. Oh, love it. No, it's a on, solid, so, solid voice message. I appreciate the points. And I think it's important for us not to always be in an echo chamber and to just allow, you know, positivity and just be like, oh, yeah, I loved it. I'm, I'm really enjoying the honesty from everyone, whether it is yeah. Eve or like Megan before, you know, you can love something and still go, yeah, but I've still got a couple concerns. Yeah. I really appreciate the honesty, Eve, mate. Yeah, and it's really cool to hear that out of all the series, this probably ranks second after Andor, um, despite the fact you have concerns with it. And I love the analogy that I use a lot is, you know, this is like your sports team. Mm, this is like mm. your sports team and you want it to do well. You want it to do well, yeah? Like if you support, you know, Southampton at the moment, yeah? yeah. You want to be pushing. I don't know who does, yeah? But you want to be <laughs> pushing for cha- you want to be pushing for promotion into the Premier League, didn't you? Right? And mm-hmm. I don't know, mate. You, you, you ask questions if you don't feel that that is the consensus. I do feel, though, that the general consensus, unlike, let's say, a few football clubs out there, football teams, or just sports teams in general that are in a bad way, there is a general consensus of like, hey, we're not happy with this. Something needs to change. This person needs to go, right? This manager's been really good. Thank you. But now you're out the door. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we're in that position. I don't feel like we're in, I don't think that with Lucasfilm, I don't think that with Filoni, but I totally understand as an individual fan, this might not be working for you and there are some concerns, right? But anyway, let's 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 dig into some of the points that were made here because again, you know, there's some solid, solid points being made. Easter eggs, you know, were there too many Easter eggs and did does it, does it blind some people to maybe... Uh, make them hesitant to to criticise Filoni. Did you see much of that in season one? What What do you think? Yes, 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 yes. Only last night, and on Eve's voice message, I'm listening to that, thinking, "My word, I think I agree with pretty much what you said." I think Eve is my barometer here with the show in itself. Maybe not it being my second favourite, but that's like choosing a favourite child at points because pretty much all of the series are pretty good but i i have been seeing that only yesterday i was looking around uh, in terms of the easter eggs and the characters and seeing thrawn wasn't an easter egg but in terms of the characters the love for thrawn i think is blinding a lot of people and they were saying that this was the perfect thrawn no 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 it wasn't a mistake that this happened he planned for it to happen and there were too many people who were saying everything happened by design and you could even see by in the series that it didn't because Lars Mikkelsen, who did so well as Thrawn, they'd yeah. have a shot of his face and he'd kind of like his lip would kind of sneer a bit, almost like that wasn't meant to happen, but okay, we'll change the plan. So it didn't always go to plan, but there are people who say it did. The Easter eggs and so there are people who, I mean, you've only got to look on YouTube for reaction videos or um, kind of rags like screen rant to, to say that it's all about Easter eggs, Easter eggs, Easter eggs, Easter eggs. And w- when they're done properly, it's almost, oh no, here we go. The comparison, like in Andor, Luthan Shop, there's Easter eggs for days, but that was the art department having a bit of a laugh and just chucking stuff in. Mm. Not Nobody at, nobody said, oh, look, there's Padme's headdress. Look, there's Starkiller's um, uniform. There's Jar Jar Binks' shield or whoever it was. They were just there for fun, a bit of a laugh. You don't want to keep bringing attention to them uh, too much or bringing things in. And I do think that people 
do get very excited, and I do as well. Let me let me preface, add to that. Sorry, I get excited as well when I see them. I'm not going to sit and pretend I never got it. Oh, the Blade of Talzin. No, I liked that when it happened. Easter egg, mm. loved mm-hmm. it. I bet it, but it also fit. But some, I think, not always. But um, yeah, I, I do think that there is a bit of blindness to it at times, and I've seen an awful lot of people online saying that Filoni is should be running Lucasfilm, you know, bit of that, get that in the bin right now. And I was just saying that you know, he didn't put a foot wrong in this and it was a perfect series. And if you think that, I, you know, I totally respect your opinion. I just cannot agree with that. I don't, I think Filoni, again, is great at what he wants to do. I think a lot of the influences that he bought were too on the nose. Uh, to the point in my mind, am I watching Lord of the Rings or Tolkien or Star Wars? You can blend the worlds without it being so obvious. So I yeah. do think that there's a lot to learn there. And I think there is a bit too much of people jumping on Filoni because he's George's protege and, uh, and that, and to, to his point, mate, about the casual fans, I've gone out of my way to talk styles with people in the last few weeks because I knew <laughs> that Ahsoka was, um, it's rebel season five and you've got the Clone Wars times. The, the, the lads I work with and a few other people I know, they've been watching it almost. This is, this is no lie. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 Team Star Wars, so it wasn't nice to hear this, but almost two thirds of the people I spoke to dropped off because they didn't get what's going on. They didn't know who the characters were. They weren't mm-hmm. into it as much as they thought they were going to be. Uh, a few kind of got the gist of it, where the others others didn't get the emotion of it. It didn't hit them because they didn't know what was going on. And this isn't like Mando or other shows where you can say, "Well, hold on, what about that show, Stranger Things, for example?" We didn't know who those guys were when they started. That was its own show. That's a self-contained thing. This is this is fleshed out characters with backstories that if you don't know, it is going to hinder you. And we said that before. It's my biggest fear was they don't explain it or Filoni, so it doesn't give us enough reason to care. I don't think he did. And I do yes. think a lot of people are overlooking that one more time. If you think that, I don't think you're wrong for thinking that. I just don't necessarily agree with it. I I, I want to second somewhat your your thoughts but somewhat of a similar uh feeling is that this should have been marketed as something different and Mm. i know we've got a patreon question about this shortly but just name it something different right and i think that would have actually helped people what you could have done is like star wars rebels you know hyphen you know, uh, like Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah, <laughs> Star Wars Rebels bad. Afterlife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, d- yeah, you know that's a stupid name, but you could come up with something a bit. Uh, the New just Republic, a bit more pa- or the New Republic Rebels, the New Republic Mandalorian. You've got so, it there. Well, listen, so just something, something like that that would tell people that they need to. It would be better to watch this animated show. Listen, it was always a brave move. It was always a brave move. To go, We're going to make an Ahsoka show, and. I, you know, uh, I've said historically that I respect Star Wars when it goes, we're not going to teaspoon, we're not going to, uh, you know, spoon feed a teaspoon or teaspoon <laughs> feed <laughs> people. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the, the, the content no. you're, you're with the canon or you're not. And, and I feel like, Hey, there's, there's room for both. And I don't necessarily think that Ahsoka was, was always for the masses. That is your Mandalorian. Now, <laughs> There's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. And um, I would have probably have done it a, 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 li- a little bit different. And I would have made it a bit more palatable for everyone because mm-hmm. I still believe that, that you can do you can do both. And a, and a master could do both. 
They could do both. That film, that's got to appeal to a lot of people. That's yeah, got to appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, you can't just be like, stakeholders won't what, allow anything else. You know, what's going on? What's going on? Like, I don't get it. I don't get the- Who's that? Yeah. Who's that? But listen, you, you could say the same about previous Marvel projects. And I know, you know, the Marvel comparison, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just someone's show on that, Good but you, you can was. say, it, it can work and it can happen. Eve, I love your voice message, mate. And I, you know, final point I want to bring out uh, mm-hmm. from it is, you know, Knights of Rend. Oh, don't worry, that'll be answered. Oh, don't worry, that'll be answered. Weren't answered in The the, the Last Jedi. <laughs> and listen, I love a lot of The Last Jedi. That film, though, did make it a quite awkward for for a third chapter to go. Hang on, who who was that? Who was this? Why was that? Why was this? And it 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 just it it left a really difficult job, I think, for for episode nine, regardless of who was going to direct it, write it, or do whatever with it. Yeah. So, okay, great point, Eve. L- love, love to it. hear it, mate. Love to hear it. Just a couple comments from Instagram, mate. The people that were the one always up on Ahsoka, and I am. I'm literally taking comments from even some people that were like, "Look, mostly I loved it, but these are some things that I didn't like." Alexander makes yeah, overall loved it, but he said they ruined Sabine. Um, <laughs> thrown <laughs> up to usual excuses for pretending he's clever. <laughs> Um, McNamara Jedi, he it had some highs, Balin, Shin, New Galaxy, Ezra, but some lows where Thrawn was a bit undercooked and felt anticlimactic. Uh, two traveling bears, some lows for those guys were uh, Shin Hattie. They weren't fan- fans of Shin. Which is, listen, listen, you are in a minority. Fair enough, but you are in a minority. A lot of people love a bit of the old Shin Hattie. Uh, the zombified stormtroopers. Yes, thank you. Someone else. No imperial officers on Thrawn's ship. I've not even thought of that. They probably ate them. <laughs> probably. That's they were the first ones. Fed. First ones to go, mate. They were fed, they were mm. fed to a, uh, a, a Sarlacc that's in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah. Um, the cliffhangers, although one uh, was good, they were quite literally cliffhangers. Not a fan of that, they said. And uh, but yeah, they talk about you know the potential for a season two or to to, to follow up stories. So that there have been people who have critiqued and criticised, and I appreciate that. I respect that because not everything's perfect. Yeah, I mean, we've got a couple here as well. My boy, Malcolm Smith, my old colleague, said, great character development, poor plot development, particularly in episodes seven and eight. Overall, seven out of ten Ponder Babbers. Uh, Jimmy G.K. Yes, Paulovich said it was a great episode. It was a great seven-episode show let down by a finale that had too many loose ends. Michael Turpin, how about this? I won't read the whole thing because it's a big one, but bland characters, dull and pointless throughout. The least menacing villain I've ever seen on screen. Sabine was totally unlikable. Ezra was totally forgettable. He loved Balin, though. Uh, he liked the Stormtroopers. Um, worst season of Star Wars ever committed to screen. Such oh. potential thrown away. Again, uh, Jamie Richards and him had a bit of a friendly tete-a-tete. I think they know each other um, from uh, real life. But then Johnny Johnny Olaf said he's had it here after having a few days to absorb it like we did. He thinks it's his favourite season of live-action Star Wars TV so far. Um, yes. and he says, you know, and, and all lacked that Star Wars fantasy, spirituality, and weirdness. 
but Ahsoka had that in spades. So, yeah, yes. we're still getting uh, both sides of it. And I- I'm loving this debate, mate, and the divisiveness of it, of it all. Yeah, I know. It is It is fun, isn't it? It is, it is spicy filthy. to kind of, you know, like, I'm going to have a curry this week. I've decided that after, oh. this, after this discussion. I can't the have it tonight because we've defrosted a bit of cod that we're doing some fancy stuff cod tonight. Loin? So, uh, yes, that's right, mate. It's going to be smashing it, mate. Well, speaking of spicy, spicy. Should, we, should we head up north for the final voice message for this section, mate? <laughs> Let's do it, mate. Let's this do guy it. brings uh, this... pure heat. <laughs> Hi, Matt and Luke. Well, I've watched it, listened to the recap, and so I thought I'd share some thoughts on the finale of Ahsoka. Nice. I really enjoyed it overall. There were some parts that I felt could have been better executed, but overall we got an epic weird finale, and I love it when Star Wars gets weird. And it really whetted my appetite for future Mandoverse content. Personally, I found it to be a highly satisfactory ending to the season. I agree that there were Empire vibes in this, but I felt it had more in common with Attack of the Clones than Empire. The villain has what is presumably a new army, ready to rip through the galaxy. We have our heroes on the back foot, and a real sense of foreboding throughout the conclusion of the episode. We get moments of hope, like Hera and Chop being reunited with Ezra, like Padme and Anakin's intimate wedding in Attack of the Clones being juxtaposed with the grand machinations of an evil warlord. On reflection, I felt this series was two movies split up into episodes. The first takes place in the familiar galaxy and concludes with the baddies managing to get to their destination, but Ahsoka cheats death and returns to fill her purpose as Gander... Ahsoka the White. (laughs) The second movie takes place in the other galaxy, (sighs) and we get that typical mid-trilogy ending, ready for the climax and conclusion to the story next time, whenever that may be. Oh, Oh, mate. Keep it spicy, boys, and may the force be with you, always. (laughs) Lad, Bobby Lawson, you're alleged. Go on, mate. Go on, he's finished now. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Bobby. <laughs> I interrupted you there, mate. Oh, I love it. I was like, mate, this guy should be doing an audio book or something. Yeah, like him and Chris Fox good. together, man. It's good fun. Really, really good fun. Bobby, it's great to hear from you, mate. Love those mm. uh, northeastern tones, um, man, man. Lots to digest there. I, I, I think I'm on a similar page with a lot of the things uh, Bobby has said. You know, there are just a few things that could have been better. But the the weirdness, he loved the weirdness. You know, I I love a bit of the weirdness. I don't think it's quite Book of Boba Fett weird, but it's... (laughs) It's got a lot of weird, and I I agree. Sometimes, yeah, we need a bit more of that. I think Andor could have done with a bit more of that. Sprinkled throughout, nothing too obvious, but just keep reminding us that this is a very weird galaxy, and it's far, far away, and things are different. People look different, and people act different, maybe. Um, loved, loved that throughout Ahsoka. I got the balance of that very good. Hey, oh, once once again, we're getting reminded of this uh, this this foundation, and I think... Bobby said uh, Ahsoka whetted his appetite for Mm. future storytelling and for the future of Ahsoka and the rest of these characters. And that's really good to hear. That is a recurring thing that we're hearing. And uh, yeah, I I totally agree. Totally agree. There's a lot of things that are open-ended and that need answering. And please give us a good answer, guys. Just land it. Um, the attack of the clone similarities kind of blew my mind a little, a, a little bit, mate. Like I never poetry. thought of. It's like poetry, you know. Yeah, it rhymes. 
when I was doing Attack of the Clones, I knew it would be a masterpiece. What do you think? <laughs> you love a bit of Attack of the Clones, don't uh, you? I do. I, I think, you know, I hadn't thought about that either. I think it's a great uh, comparison. And you are right. You've got uh, you've got the machinations, the evil machinations on one hand, and then you've got the uh, the the wedding that doomed the galaxy on the other, and everything else. Uh, again, I know to beat a dead horse. So I think Attack of the Clones did it better in terms of setting up the overall stage. It made me feel like the weight was there, like what was happening had resonance and had meaning to it. I just still feel like the end of Ahsoka. It just felt a bit kind of ho hum and a bit kind of oh well, fine. Yeah, we move on. Let's get some marshmallows. They needed something big at the end to make mm. us realize going into Mando or whatever that something big was about to happen. Clones, I got that. I got that from Attack of the Clones. Yes, good comparison. Yes, good yeah, comparison. That what what you said in the recap was you know a, a really really decent poignant point was that you're like man i wish we saw thrawn do something like do, arrive in the galaxy and like just take something over do something let the let let the people know like mate big papa thrawn is here and i'm ready to play well even like you said even if it was just a hologram in in like the senate chambers and everyone kind of looks up and thinks and you see on their face like oh no you know, oh no, that's that that's not this is this is bad. So we can see everybody react and think, and now it means business. It, I get we're going to mm. get that, but are we going to get an, the immediate uh, like last Force Awakens, Last Jedi? Is it going to tie in straight away, or is it going to be like a three month time gap and stuff's happened in between? I think the time to do it was then, just to at least inter- a bit like you know, like Mando at the end of Mando season two, whatever, when he he sent that message to Moff Gideon in this in the um, penultimate episode. He, yeah. he ended up with that and we're like okay now we know that it's going to go down and Gideon knows what he's facing the mm-hmm. Republic don't know anything they don't know mate they don't know yeah, what they're doing they don't know uh, what I'm doing here it's just <laughs> oh, they just blasted through those last 10 minutes too much for me they did they did they really Uh-oh. really did but I think as a, as a si- with a season like this you know, we got reintroduced to a lot of characters or, you know, first time round introduced to a lot of the characters. Um, we got a lot of Japanese influences throughout the series and really throwbacks to to just core Star Wars themes. And uh, I really do enjoy that. I do think that middle bit is where the series kind of climaxes. And yeah. then it, it starts Plateau, to come so. down a little bit to the end. And that's what I think you and I are taking umbrage with. A lot of people are on board with that. I think that Ahsoka does have that rewatchability factor. I do think I'll be rewatching some of these episodes every now and then. Yeah, and I'm talking about, you know how I always say, oh, Boba Fett, I'll just shove it on every now and then. Same yeah. with Mando season one and two. Less so with something like Obi-Wan Kenobi, or dare I say, maybe even Andor. I think in terms of quality, Andor is up there with not just, you know, Star Wars shows, but, you know, some of the best television of the last few years. But it's not always palatable. I don't always fancy Andor. Whereas, mate, you put on Mando season one or two and some episodes mm. of season three, I'm I'm going to sit down and watch it. I'm going to go, yeah, let me, let me have some well. of this. I think Ahsoka fits into that quite well. I think Ahsoka fits into that quite well maybe not quite as rewatchable as Mando or maybe even Boba Fett. And I know I'm probably in a minority with Boba Fett. Yeah. But 
There we go, mate. I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this, mate. And I think this, 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 this is a process, isn't it? Digesting this series is, it's not just like this episode. It's not just like the one week after. It's going to be in the months and years to oh, come, yeah. probably, right? And what are the implications going to be of this series for future yeah. Star Wars storytelling? Yeah. No, you're right, mate. And listen, they, they've opened up the galaxy. We've got a new galaxy now. That is the big thing to come of it is it, they may not be able to get there and back very easily but we have seen a new galaxy properly now you can say we saw mortis in the clone wars but we didn't really see much else other than that we've been introduced mm. to this new ga- that's huge that is huge potential for storytelling that they can that they're not tied down to the planets we know they can go to another galaxy one day and tell stories there maybe skeleton crew i don't know i loved seeing uh, ezra and lothal i thought shin and balan were standouts anakin was a positive could be a negative if they're using too much I thought the first half was so intriguing, setting up the chase, the state of the galaxy, and having the heroes and villains actually like properly interact. Having Sheen and Sabine talk and fight, Ahsoka, Marek, and Balin mm. meet up mm-hmm. and fight. We got less of that in the second half, where I think it became a, I don't know, it, the pacing fell, the bottom fell out of the pacing a bit for me in those final few episodes. I wish they'd done more to establish Peridia as a massive planet rather than a little village, because it didn't really get the scope of that. Um, like negatives top level I thought at times it was a bit too inside baseball I don't think it was as palatable for the masses um, especially if we're going to like Mortis I think that is going to bewilder so many people and I'm a little bit worried about introducing force gods and all that to the masses I don't think we need to be going down that route but a lot of people are very 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 excited Um, I don't think there's enough Ahsoka in the series other than her Mm. you know killing enemies and then striking a pose but that's that's something we'll mention later on in the in the Patreon section. But I think we needed a bit more Ahsoka front and centre, especially because she's so established. Love Thrawn, well acted. Lars is my daddy. I want to see more of him going forward. Shin and Balin were thrown to the wolves to me, quite literally. Um, and that scene is the most interesting aspect. I can't wait to see where they're going. Um, and sometimes the fan service did eclipse the drama a little bit for me, mate. Where. I mentioned the Senate scene with Freepio and Chopper and all that. I think we could have had a little bit more dramatic tension in that scene rather than, you know, bringing in Freepio and having him and Chopper kind of have a lot, have a bit of a laugh together. Similarly with when the rebels gang all met up again, Sabine and Ezra, Ezra and Hera, I think we could have had a bit more dramatic weight to those scenes. So a lot of my issues come with the fact that I think it, it felt a little empty to me at the end of it. it didn't wrap up particularly well for me. Not an awful lot happened. It was a lot of setup. Uh, you know, I, I've criticised the MCU like Quantumania for doing this. I will do it to my own team as well. Too much setting up, too much looking forward to the next story rather than giving us a self-contained... It felt self-contained in those first four, then it went wild. Overall, though, mate, I, I did like the season. I know I'm being pretty David Downer on it, but it's, it's it's a bit like what you said about Rick, mate. It's become from a place of love, Rick Famuyiwa. The standards have been set. And this did hit it, those standards, but then sometimes it fell too far below. And yes. Yes. Overall, though, liked it, mate. Um, where it fits in my lexicon of Star Wars shows, I don't know. Andor's number one, Mando season one, maybe Mando season two, then probably Ahsoka, maybe then Kenobi and Boba or something. I don't really know, but uh, it's not in the top three. Oh. <laughs> nothing beating Mando season one for me those they're, they're special yeah it may, it may not even I, be the best I, I, I'd even argue this Jedi Survivor's got a much better story I think it's a better story I'd even hate maybe add the Bad Batch season two 
it maybe had a bit more going for it at times, you know, given where it was set. And this is, this is 2023 stuff. You know, Survivor is head and shoulders above this, I think, in story. Doesn't need to compare stuff. But for me, that's kind of set the bar this year. It's like, you've got to beat the emotion of that for me. And I don't think I got there with Ahsoka, but I did enjoy it. And there was so much good stuff to come out of it for the future. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, mate. I think it gets an F because there's not enough Pelimoto. Not enough <laughs> Pelimoto. Pelly, we? We're no <laughs> Major Domo. Where's Water? <laughs> yeah, where's Major Domo? <laughs> where's Cara Dune? Oh, wait, no, sorry. Oh, whoops. Who, uh, oh. who, who, what? <laughs> Where are you putting it, mate? Ah, uh, you know, that's a tough and your one. final still, thoughts, yeah. Lame, lame answer. I still think I need a bit more time, but that's not what you asked me. Yeah, I know it's lame. So I'm going to give you an answer. I think for me, Mando season one and two are joint top. Even that two would be ahead of it. Two might be slightly ahead of it. Two might be slightly ahead of it. Um, So yeah, let's do Mando season two top just. Mando season one second and or probably three. This probably fourth. This probably wow, same fourth. as me. Mm, yeah, uh, but I think, if, I think it if beats that, Kenobi. If that, f- I I would agree. Yeah, it does beat Kenobi mm-hmm. for me. If if they land that ending, that conclusion, if if that's done a little bit different, I think this like jumps top three probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I I still say this was this was extremely consistent, extremely <laughs> consistent. It's just that ending for me. I, I would not be surprised, however, um, if we were to find out that this was probably a lot of people's favorite. In fact, we got a few comments. I'm, I think we're running out of time, but we got a few comments. People saying favorite Star Wars show ever. Like, and, that, yeah. and not not just like one or two, you know, like we got quite oh, wow. a few comments across socials, people saying, this was my favorite Star Wars. This was my favorite Star Wars series. And I think, you know, if you've been around for Rebels, if you've been around for Clone Wars, if you've been around for just a Mandoverse and Star Wars for a long time, this does land. And even with a lot of legacy, <laughs> quote unquote, legacy fans, someone like Jamie Richards, he adored this show and he he's not even a Rebels fan. It's not even big into the animation and he loved this. It worked. It landed. And that's the fun, mate. And that's what we've yep. tried to do in this episode. We've tried to reflect all those different opinions and thoughts and theories, mate. I'll say this. I cannot wait for the future. This does set a foundation, a strong foundation, but now you need to get the structure right for your building. Yeah, that's right. I'm using the architecture analogy. <laughs> We've got a good foundation. Let's get the building right. Let's get the framework right. Let's get the concrete core right. Let's have it. Bah. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson. This is Max Lloyd-Jones. This is Ryder Cordova. This is Pam Rose. This is Christopher Sean. Kazuta Ziono in Star Wars Resistance. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be... So good. Best podcast. Best podcast. 
the best podcast. That's right. It's, just, it's, it's the spiciest part of the show now. Now we now the Bantine has been integrated with the main main discussion. Uh, yeah, Patreon questions section to kick us off this week. You won't believe it, guys. It's another voice message, but it's from Alex Jessup. So we will allow it because we love him. Let's hear it, mate, boy. What's, what's Alex asking us? Hello, gents. It's been quite a while since I've done a Patreon question. Reason being, I haven't been able to think of one. But I have one. Are you ready? Here it is. If you could take a character from any other film or uh, franchise and put them into the Star Wars universe, any uh, property, who would it be? My choice would be Dr. Evil. Just because I would (laughs) love him to be negotiating with Mothma. And also for him to be having giant, ill-tempered wampers with laser beams on top of their heads. I cannot wait to hear your answer and that of all the other session sickheads. So take it easy. Be seeing you. What? <laughs> How what? about no? <laughs> How about <laughs> no? Um, all right. <laughs> Lots to unpack there. Good Matty one. Boy, if you're bringing in, if you're bringing in someone to Star Wars, who, uh, what, what, what character are you going to bring in, mate? We ain't beating Doctor Evil, are we, mate? How are you no. going to beat Doctor Evil sitting That's there with those shots of laser beams on the bounce? Um, Mate, I'm I'm keeping it sci-fi. I'm gonna I'm putting in Ellen Ripley from the Alien franchise. Oh, um, Sigourney Weaver's character. <clears throat> I think that'd be so damn cool. Uh, for the reasons, boring reasons, but I'm keeping it real for leadership skills, integrity, survival skills, and fighting skills. I think would be awesome in a galaxy far, far away. Mate, one of the most one of the most iconic characters in film history, standing alongside Mando or Boba Fett or Obi Wan mm. Kenobi, and and helping to lead the way. Sign me up. Sign me up. She could chuck some of her catchphrases in as well. Make her family friendly for Star Wars, but I think we could have a yeah. lot of fun with that. But Ellen Ripley for me from Alien. What about you, mate? And why is it Dr. Evil? Oh, we love some Dr. Evil. Um, <laughs> mate, Thrawn is Dr. Evil, if you squint. Yeah, he really is, isn't he? He really, <laughs> really is, mate. He really is. Um, listen, so for me, this I'm, I'm taking it... Um, squint. Yeah, squint. <laughs> when i say this because it's about the character it's not about the the actual look of him or anything like yeah. that i would take the concept the idea behind the personality the joker the joker from Which one? specifically specifically heath ledger dark knight oh, definitely oh. definitely not like jared leto's uh yeah, <laughs> joker yeah uh, he he led I, I would love a villain who is a bit like what we've said in this episode just bad He's just bad, bit twisted. There are reasons for that that you can kind of understand, but he's just bad, and he just wants to cause a bit of chaos. There is no aim. There is just anarchy. There is just changing it up. I would love a character like that, and I think when you know Christopher Nolan and the Dark Knight was uh, was 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 released, we did get the best iteration of of the Joker, and we've had some great iterations of it, yeah, it especially in the actual source material in the comics. But a character like that would be a great take on a villain in Star Wars. I think that just there, and they don't, don't even let them be a Sith. Let them be a threat to the Sith, to the Jedi, yeah. to everyone, to the status quo. That's the idea. I would adore that. I would love that. Please make that happen. Jessup, mate, I know we have a bit of bants and laughs and, and that, but th- honestly, top tier, top tier Patreon question, mate. Mm, here's a good one, mate. 
Yeah, it's a appreciate good one. it. You got you got the Nihil in the High Republic, which just exists to cause trouble. So I, I think you'd fit in quite well with those lads, the Joker. But mate, the Joker would fit in well with that particular one because mm. I remember when that film came out in 2008, and when Ledger was cast, I remember being on the IMDb forums. People were, I mean, we all know this now. People hated it. People hated the casting. But the guy from Ten Things I Hate About You and all these other things, rom com, A Knight's Tale. So we'd fit in well with this fandom who don't seem to like anything. So we do quite well. <laughs> says the guy who's just moaned for 45 minutes, hour about Ahsoka. But no, I love We that didn't shit. moan. We didn't. No, I was talking about me. I was talking about me. Um, you didn't no, moan. The Joker's a very, very, very cool show. I'd love to see just a, you know, anarchy in the UK, anarchy in the galaxy, Anakin in the UK. I'd love to see a bit yeah. of that, mate. So good show. Yeah. Nice one, Jessup, mate. Um, we've got another one now from our boy from Down Under, Jamie Waters. This guy's a proper lad. He says, hi, Matt and Luke. I hope you guys are doing well. Oh, yeah. Does Star Wars have a naming problem? With the Book of Boba Fett and or Obi-Wan, Ahsoka Solo, as well as the supposed upcoming Lando show slash film, are Lucasfilm pigeonholing himself with the projects by simply naming them after the main character? I understand naming these series and films after the main character helps to promote the show, especially to the casuals. However, I feel this gives the viewer the expectation that the named main character will be the sole focus which we haven't which we have seen hasn't always been the case i like the idea that matt me brought up recently in that the current mando book of boba fett ahsoka verse maybe could have integrated into a singular star wars colon the new republic series or the like which gives the story a bit more freedom great I question agree. jamie mate um we got we weren't going to drop this one mate uh luke no. boy does star wars have a naming problem yes yes it does I um, I actually held back a little bit from the main discussion because I knew this question was coming up. Yep. Jamie, fantastic question. Um, and I think you are bang on the money. I, I, I know you've said respectfully, I know you've said, oh, I understand this helps with the marketing. I'd argue it doesn't really. Yeah. And or. What? Mm-hmm. You having a laugh? And or. No, mate. No, Lando, I'd go as far as say, no, mate, it's not the 80s. It's not the 90s. You're going to have to root, you're going to have to remind people. Again, the casuals will be like, who the hell's Lando? Oh, what? Oh, you mean the guy from Empire Strike? Oh, yeah, but the actor's not playing him. So they're not going to know, mate. They're not going to know. And it's so easy for us to be in our little circle and our little rooms and go, oh, yeah, I know all these. Most people don't know. You need to sell it on something else. And, mate, what you've just said, a New Republic series, just it gives you more flexibility. Because when something is called Ahsoka, and Ahsoka isn't always isn't always the most prevalent character in the story being told, or, you know, dare I say, Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> the biggest victim or culprit, you know, whatever you want to say, of, of this, two episodes... Two episodes of Book of Boba Fett isn't about Book of Boba Fett. Well, it's not the Book of Boba Fett then, is it? You're trying to square a circle. Stop trying to square a a circle. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah? Just be more flexible. And I think if you look at all of our Star Wars content prior to the shows, they they were called, you know, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back. It was Solo that started this trend, mate, and I don't like it. I think it's a. Ba- I think it's lazy, and I think it's in part a marvelification of or marvelization of mm. 
Star Wars. No, stop calling stuff main character names, yeah? Would Lord of the Rings be like, my mate Gloveroy says this, and he, he is convinced one day, you know, it's going to happen. Our mate, he, he's like, oh, Aragorn, a Lord of the Rings story. No, have a yeah, laugh. It Just will include happen, it know. into something else. Jamie, you're bang on the money. I think, uh, yeah, they need to nip that in the bud, mate. I, I, I think they need to change that and completely rethink just name a Star Wars story. Matt, yep. you on the same page, mate? Or are you thinking how, differently? How can, how can I not be? I'd even argue that Rogue One maybe started it. However, they did it right. Now, the film was about the Rogue One crew and they were the focus. Great. But it wasn't a character name specifically. I do think they've got a name an issue, Jamie, mate. And I agree, yeah, the name is supposed to bring in the punters because you call something Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, wow, that's going to be that's, uh, that's cool we know that guy so it's ob-wan it's you mcgregor and all the baggage but like you say mm-hmm. Andor, that's not going to get people in i remember people just weren't do like the guy from rogue one the that the the secondary character from rogue one really so there was a lot of that about as well however if you call a show Andor or boba fett <laughs> it's actually crazy to me it is legitimately mental for me to think the show would that anyone would think the show would be about anything other than Andor or Boba Fett because their name is in the title look sure other characters can and situations can arise from it which you'd expect you know it's not just going to be about and or walking through the streets but their name's literally on the poster like Ahsoka I expected Ahsoka to be the lead and that is you know Rosario might be top build but I can't sit here and say that she was the focal point of the season throughout and I do think there's a naming Mm -hmm. issue and I don't don't mind them having things like um, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and Solo and Boba Fett, I guess, where they share the spotlight. Maybe not quite as wild as they did in Boba Fett. Don't mind them sharing the spotlight. Just change the name of it. That's all, because it does have expectation. And people would have gone into this thinking it'd be about Ahsoka, and they get backdoor Rebel season five. Yeah, honestly, I think it's. I, I know people may disagree, but I can't. It's crazy that you can look at a poster that says Andor and think, I bet that isn't going to be about Andor. And I bet Andor won't be the sole focus because his name is the show title, same as Boba Fett. That's why a lot of people were upset with that show because his name is on the is on the poster. His mm-hmm. name is on the front cover of the book, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they took two episodes away to say, "Oh, it's all connected. It's all part of the Mandoverse." Do better. Do a better job of naming. Get your naming conventions done, and then you can use that excuse that oh, we're going to do an arc about Boba Fett. However, Mando's going to take one of them because it's yeah the Ma- the, the New Republic colon Mandalore, whatever you want to call it. The naming convention has to change. It's lazy. It's shown that it hasn't worked. And, you know, it's sexy to call something Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it's, you, you, I, I, think it, I think it blows. It's I think crazy Obi-Wan, that you don't Obi-Wan's, see that. Yeah, Obi-Wan's the one that it works for, you know, and even then, I, you know, just I think the – I like the creativity of – and it, look, I, I don't – I'm not – you know, I, I think what I think about the name still, but, like, the book of Boba Fett, I'm like, well, at least it's, like, a pretty snazzy name. The book, yeah. Ahsoka, Solo. Yeah. No, lads, to think no. it wouldn't be about them is wild because they are the only name on the poster. Yeah. I can't fathom it, mate. I can't. Yeah, I know. Like, I know why they do it, but nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, you bang on the money. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if in years to come there will be a slight change and they'll nick your idea, mate, and put New Republic <laughs> hyphen semicolon something like that. Like, yeah. The, the Mandalorian, or I, th- mm-hmm. I think that will come a bit like how better. they changed, you know, uh, uh, Star Wars to A New Hope, Episode Four. Mm-hmm. Right? There was that. Yeah. Change. It's neater. So it could happen. 
it could happen listen nice one, um, thank you Jamie appreciate that mate you long term listener all the way from Australia big love we met at Celebration absolute cool. legend um, let's move on to we've already heard from him today but he's got a Patreon question Bobby Lawson absolute lad he says I haven't ex- exercised my Patreon question privileges recently so here's a really deep thought provoking one I've been saving for a special occasion. Replace one word in a quote from Star Wars with sausage roll. May the force be with you always, Bobby. Matt? Nice. Bring in the filth. I actually misread this question. I thought he meant for every Skywalker film. So I've got a few. I'm gonna, mate, here we go. Here we go. I'm, gonna, I've got, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to br- stop for breath. <clears throat> That's no moon. It's a sausage roll. Sausage rolls are we, not this crude matter. Tell your sister... <laughs> Sausage roll. There's always a bigger sausage roll. Sometimes you must let go of our sausage roll and do what is requested of us. Only a Sith deals in sausage rolls. You probably don't recognise me because of the sausage roll. You're just a sausage roll in a mask. And finally, I'm Ray. <laughs> Ray who? Ray sausage roll. Oh, That's yeah. my answer, Bobby. Mate, sorry no, for nicking nine there, but I did misread the question. But how about that, Bobby? You haven't been around for a while. There's nine. I love that, mate. Well, I've got one. Then we went into aggressive negotiations. Aggressive negotiations? What's that? Well, negotiations with a lightsaber. You call this a sausage roll? No, I call it an aggressive sausage roll. (laughs) (laughs) It works on many levels. Attack of the clones, love, mate. Attack of the clones. I have the sausage roll. There's so many you could use this for. Are you an angel? Are you a steak bake? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a molten hot chicken bake? Yeah, man. Made a sausage roll be with you, the obvious ones. Any of the yeah. force ghosts at the end of Tross, you could use that. This is the sausage roll. There's many of them. There's a lot, mate. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate that, Good mate. Job. Big up Newcastle. Big up Greg's. Um, we've got one more, one more question, right, mate? And this, I'm we- sure this will be a super serious Star Wars question, right? As always, mate, this one hails from Just Ryan, and he just says, how does Yoda have his tea? So, we've moved on from Obi-Wan. Lukey boy, how does Yoda have his tea? Old Grey. Old Grey, dash of milk. Not much more. Very simple. Okay. Straight to the point. A little bit elegant. You know it, mate. You love it. Yoda loves it. The kids love it. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> do you disagree? <laughs> Builders, builders tea. Well, I'm not even going to pretend to hide it. He's having green tea. He's having green oh, tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a little green he friend. He's having green tea. Of he's having he that. Is. It's good. I didn't it's good see for that his one. skin. Get those yep. wrinkles out of his face. Yep. Grogu loves True. it too. Green tea. He loves it. You love it. Earl Grey green tea. Either way, you're on to a winner. Just Ryan. That's our answers, mate. <laughs> that's our answers. Good job, mate. Good question. <laughs> easy. That was easy. Right. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Yes. Cheers, Ryan, Bobby, Jamie, Jessup. Absolute legends. Meaty Patreon section. And we've got more to come for October. Can't wait, mate. Can't wait. Love it. Keep them coming, lads. We've got a heck of a lot coming next week. So this whole show has been a bantina, but we're not going to be rude and not say goodbye to the bar, man. Sorry about the mess, mate. We'll be back again next time for a normal bantina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! 
Keep those. Keep those lips. Get that yeah. vass out, my friend. He's got it out ready because he knows the game is coming up. Mate, it's short and simple this time. I'm keeping it bly. I'm being like Luke Bly. This week, mate, do you all want to know what you're playing? Yes, do it, mate. Let's have it. Let's have it. Well, here, here we go. Well, you guys know if you knew, we end each show with a Star Wars themed game. We alternate who's hosting. I'm hosting it. Luke, this week, you're playing the Alphabet game as well. Same as you gave me oh. last week. You are doing the same. I here have a phone. A okay. mobile phone, not a cellular phone, a mobile phone. You're going to okay. have five seconds. I'm going to give you five letters. You've got to come up with a Star Wars character for each Excellent. one. Excellent. You've got five seconds. My man, oh. right, do you think you can do this? How many letters are there? Five. I've got five. Okay, so that's let's a do it. 25 seconds worth of game. You ready, mate, for the first one? I, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this, but let's do it. Yep. You will do. Right, I'm going to start the clock as soon as I say the letter. The letter, I want a character beginning with the letter R. Rose Tico. Oh. 1.86 <laughs> seconds. He loves Tico. He loves Tico. Tico on yeah, the brain. Mate. Okay. Tico okay. on the brain, mate. Go Fine, on. fair enough. Okay. He's got me it. there. We'll, 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 get, we'll get past this. Next one, mate. <sighs> yeah. Finger over the clock. The next letter. I Give me a R2D2. Yeah, go on. Because no, Rose Tico is, better in, is higher in pop culture, mate. Um, right. character <laughs> beginning with the letter Y. Um, Yuzan Vong. <laughs> I don't have that account. I, I don't can't have that, it. mate. I can't allow that. Your five things are gone. It ain't canon, is it? I mean, I can give you half a point because it's a thing. All right. All right. Could have said yeah. Yoda. Could have said Yaddle. Oh, of course. <laughs> you went Yuzan Vong. All right. Okay. Next Yoda, one. Not Yuzan. <laughs> yeah, gone. <laughs> Right, next one. Right, give me a character. You've got five seconds that begins with the letter T. Um, oh my day, two T1B. Oh, you're done. Oh no, that's you five character. It was that's just T1. over T1B. Who's that? The only one you've got is, is Rose Tico so far, and that's worrying me because I'm the Tico head. I've just typed in two one B and it's come up with I don't want to trivial trivialize it, but it's come up with like loads of cancer research stuff. Oh mate. <laughs> so I think I meant in my head I'm like two one B. I guess two, I suppose two begins with T, maybe we'll give you half of yeah. that. I'm being cut if I'm being it does polite. Two if you're spelling it alphabetically. Phonetically, yep. So you got one right. for Rose Tico, you got half point for those two, so you've got two out of three if I'm being generous. Right. Penultimate yeah. one, mate. Give me in five seconds, give me a Star Wars character that begins with the letter B. B2 Emo. Ah yes, he got it within he got that. It took 3.21 seconds. B2 Emo. Loves a Thanks bit of Andor. Loves That's a bit of Andor. Three out of four. Why can't I count? Final one, who, mate. Who else oh, survived? Uh, who else could that have been? Like an obvious B. one. Balen. 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 Bix. Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett. Everyone's Boba Fett. Be like, Boba Fett. Why yeah. did you say Boba Fett? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't in his own show. I forgot about him. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Zachary. Final one, mate. Give me a Star Wars character in five seconds. That begins with the letter D. D. Um, D. Oh, no. Dooku. Oh, 4.97 seconds with 0.3 oh. seconds to go. It's like a qualifying oh. lap in F1. Dooku, you t- there you go. Mate. Oh, 0.97 seconds. Dooku is it. Right, well, this is, it. This you, is the one. You didn't get, 
Yoda Yaddle T1P but I'm going to give you four out of five for that mate with a couple of halves thrown in there thanks mate I'll be well a good done, boy mate. I'm I'm a good boy all in all <laughs> he's You're a good old boy, boy never do you no know harm he'll we'll never mess you around right uh, let's have it we always end up singing at the end mate well good job mate four out of five that is the game that is the episode 221 episodes down will be at 358 before you know it but let's not look too far ahead like we're having to with Ahsoka because that is that for this episode of the Star Wars <laughs> Sessions and the fun doesn't end there because no one's ever really gone where can the world find us Master Blywalker they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk search for us on X or you know, formerly Twitter Instagram Facebook TikTok Threads to search Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us drop us a message or a voice note to our email mm-hmm. hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk please don't forget about that Patreon guys it means a lot when you sign up and support the show it ensures the future of the show and everything about it patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions and uh yeah we've got discord as well big group chat it's it's lovely it's wholesome it's splendid message us and if you qualify i.e if you're not a creep <laughs> we'll send you a link to join <laughs> and it's free uh, which free. is always yeah, a bonus that's free. yeah yeah we love it this is what what else is free you listening to the show that really helps to support us but if you could leave us a five-star rating and review we would love that on whatever podcast provider you are using so by the time i finish this scroll up drop five stars really helps us grow it gets new listeners in it gets us up the algorithm and the listening lists and it's more another way to hear from more of you each and every week yeah, we crossed uh, 300 uh, reviews on Spotify the other day, which well, was Josh. really good. It's it's really good. It's a really good uh, like rank for us. But we know more of you listen. Yeah, we know. We see. Yes, so please yes. drop a review. That would mean the world. And Do please it. tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell Ooh. your mum, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest Togruta, tell your Ewok. I'll probably use that one recently. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin the more the merrier. The castle spice, yeah. Yeah, here's one we haven't mentioned. Tell your nearest Yuzan Vong that this is the podcast you're looking for. So Talk until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Luke. Yeah, come on. Vuzan Yong. <laughs> Easy one. Not canon. Set up. Set up, mate. Yeah, not canon. Thank. Uh, please don't. Don't. Don't do it. They are Essex based podcast heroes. This is preposterous. The court cannot admit evidence of this kind from a mere droid. What?